keep it up. I'm Alan, five angels. I'm Big Small. Bam! And you are watching. Cold Elite, baby. Woo! You're watching Cold of Elite. The inner circle never effing forgets! And I am the exalted one. You couldn't last a day in my shoes! D.M.D. I need my older brother. August 20th, 2021. I'm back. You're the next great wrestling tragedy. All Out 2021 was arguably the greatest wrestling pay-per-view of all time deemed by the social media world and I mean it's hard to argue if you're new to the channel my name is Aiden and you're wa listening watching whatever you're listening to the cult of elite podcast your home for everything AEW from figures to wrestling reviews whatever you think it could be we talk about it right here uh, we got a stack card to go run through um, if you're listening on whatever podcast platform we're trying something new out so if you haven't already make sure you go solo.to slash call of elite click that youtube link and after every single show the next day we will be live here on youtube and you guys can join in the discord and ask questions submit your statements we can discuss things etc etc um so you go ahead and do that when you wish uh, also make sure you like if you're on youtube make sure you like the video subscribe to the channel so that we can grow the channel a lot and go listen on all those podcast platforms uh, we're going to get into caller questions here in just a second, but I want to run down the card that happened this past Sunday at All Out, the last Sunday pay-per-view for AEW as of right now, because uh, Full Gear has been announced for a Saturday. We had Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW World title, the return of CM Punk when he takes on Darby Allin, Chris Jericho versus MJF, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. The AEW World Tag Team titles in a steel cage, Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, Miro versus Eddie Kingston, John Moxley versus Kojima, and Paul White versus QT Marshall. An absolutely stacked card with the well, the Casino Battle Royal in there as well. And then on the buy and we had that big tag team match. I'm going to open up the waiting room. So if you'd like to get in and ask questions, I'm going to be pulling people who are in the call already. And then from there, we're going to go to no mic questions, uh, which is people who don't have uh, mics that have questions. Hoodlum, you're on. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. All right, I'll give you a second. All right, I'm going to give him a second to get his mic fixed, and then we'll drag, drag him back in. But we have a no mic question. Okay, there he is. Is it fixed now? Here, let me see if this plays a part in it. 
No, it does not. All right, I'm going to drag you in and just tell me when you get your mic fixed and I'll uh, drag you back in. All right, so we have a no mic question here. Let me turn this back on now so you guys don't hear the, the noise. All right, so no mic question from WWR. Nick, he asked, with the recent rumors of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Bray Wyatt joining the AEW roster, just to name a few, I'm also going to throw Lee Moriarty in there. We'll get to him in just a second. Uh, do you think the roster is getting overpacked? If so, how would you change it? Um, I don't think the roster is overstacked. I don't think there is such thing as an overstacked roster. It really just depends on how you book it. Um, Tony Khan and AEW are really good at booking people at different times. Um, right now you see a lot of Punk, Cole, Brian, Soho, who we'll get to in a minute. And you see a lot of them because they're so new and they want to get them on TV and get you familiarized, familiarized, familiarized with them, um, before they start throwing them on that semi part-time schedules, um, like they do a lot of the roster. Um, you see your champions every week, you see your important people the people who run stories and then you see people like the hardy family office or the best friends maybe once or twice a month you don't see them every week um so they're really good at making sure people are on tv all the time i mean we just saw brian cage and ricky starks a month ago and it looks like starks is about to be on tv it's been about a month he's going to wrestle punk i assume at some point we'll get to that in a dynamite review in just a little bit um, I do think it is getting a little overpacked, especially with a one-hour show uh, with Rampage. Um, I think it is getting a bit overpacked. I think personally that they kind of put themselves in a tough little jar here. I mean, they're moving to Orlando for dark tapings, which I think is cool and all, but I think that's just a bit too much. If you can't have it in front of the crowd you film your main show at, like Elevation, then I think the show should just go. If they want to keep Elevation, I think keep Elevation. Get rid of Dark and take that extra hour that you use for Dark and try and get TNT to make uh, Rampage a two-hour show. And then you have four hours a week of TV and pretty much everyone who's in a story can kind of get into that bubble of being on TV all the time. I am kind of excited for Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Bray Wyatt to join. I'm, curi I'm very curious. I'm very iffy about Bray Wyatt joining the roster because I don't exactly know what they're going to do with him i i if you asked me to fantasy book what AEW is going to do with bray wyatt i couldn't sit here and tell you because i have no clue because i'm i don't know i've only known him from wb and that's i mean he literally started his career there so it's a very tough thing to say what they're going to do with him i think owens and zane will do very well there i think though they're both guaranteed championships within their first two and three years there um, same with a lot of people that debuted recently. Um, another one being Lee Moriarty. I don't know if he'd be, you know, title contention right out the gates. Um, but he did sign on Dark this week that airs Tuesday, this Tuesday, I assume. I don't know. They filmed it this week. And he did get offered a contract by Tony Khan and did accept it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him as well. He's a very amazing talent. I mean, the things he's been doing on Dark and not even just on Dark, the indies as well is just insane all right let's try and see if uh hoodlum's mic is fixed is it fixed now maybe maybe not i check your uh your mic settings on discord maybe make sure your mic is actually uh connected speaking of let me turn mine down 
All right, well, while we wait for him to do that call-in question, uh, we are going to begin with the card. We kick things off with the Best Friends and Jurassic Express taking on the Hardy Family Office on the buy-in. Um, it was an okay match. I mean, it was a great way to kick things off. It kind of just was like everyone was just waiting for the main card in reality. Uh, I'm really happy. I never, like, I don't, I didn't want Pac and Andrade to get canceled because that was a main event worthy match. Um, but at the same time, I'm really happy the Women's Casino Battle Royal was not on the pre show. Um, because it deserved that main show, and I think it really, uh, it really fit the main show really well. And,. I'm really happy it was on there because I don't know if I don't want to get into the casino battle royal at this moment. We'll get to that when we get to that in the card. Um, but all out, this was a pretty good match. I, I said all out, no pun intended. It was a very good match to kick things off, kind of get the crowd hype. Um, and the best friends and Jurassic Express ended up coming out with the win. I believe Hoodlum's mic is fixed now. Let's test. Is it fixed now? Maybe. I don't think it is. I would, uh, if it doesn't work, I'd just post your question and, uh, your statement, whatever, in, uh, note my questions since that's not working out for you. Move you back there until we get there. All right, so that was the buy-in, and then we ended up kicking off the main show with a bang. What did? We, oh yeah, we kicked off with Miro and Eddie Kingston for the TNT Championship match. In this match, I mean, it was everything I expected. Just two big men going at it, and I mean, they killed it. This match was perfect. Eddie got over, Miro got over, and the storytelling in this match was just phenomenal. With um, Eddie saying weeks and weeks ago that he was going to target the neck of Miro. Um, basically, all around Fuego del Sol, Tornado DDT on the neck. And he knew that was Miro's weakness. He kept going after the neck, the chops, the forearms, whatever he could do to aim that at that neck. He did it pretty much. And, uh, I mean, it was a banger match. These two killed it in that match. And uh, in the end, it was Miro who hit that kick and came out with the win going to remind you again right now if you're listening on a podcast platform or you're listening on youtube make sure you go to solo.to forward slash cult of elite make sure you check us out on the other platforms that you're not listening on if you're on a podcast platform come over to youtube and uh if you're on youtube head over to a podcast platform and listen to the other episodes from there we went into John Moxley versus Kojima, a very back and forth brawl match between these two men. Uh, the Forbidden Door cracked open yet again. John Moxley ended up winning that match. And then following, we had the debut in AEW of Minoru Suzuki, who came out and the crowd was going crazy. And uh, I mean, I I didn't I didn't I thought when I saw the King I thought Nick Gage automatically Gage had been in AEW before with Jericho and I know they're in a, a going into a feud with GCW um, so when Suzuki came out I was not expecting that and uh, 
man, I'm, I'm really happy that happened. We'll get into their Dynamite match a little bit later on in another episode. Um, but it was a, a great way to uh, go off of Moxley and Kingston, or Miro and Kingston was right into another big guy match like that. Then we followed that up with, I mean, a match I was looking forward to, I mean, weeks and weeks in advance. Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Chris Stylander for the AEW Women's Championship. This match blew out of the waters. I mean, I'd probably argue this was one of the best women's matches of 2021. I know, I don't remember if it was 2020 or 2021 that the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match happened, but that's obviously in that conversation as well. I think this match was phenomenal. I would also throw the Women's Casino Battle Royal in there eventually as well. This match was just very quick to the pace, and even though you knew who the winner was, it was just one of those matches where you didn't know who the winner was going to be. Halfway through, you thought maybe, oh, maybe Chris will pull it out, but in the end, Britt Baker did retain her championship. Um, we finally got that call-in question from Hoodlum, who wrote a no-mic question, who says, what are your dream feuds for Lee Moriarty and AEW? Um, I don't know, actually. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Uh, he's a very special talent, in my opinion. He is very talented. I just, I'm not sure. I've never heard him, and I don't think I've ever heard him talk on the mic before. I don't think I've heard a promo from him before. So, I don't know really how well his mic skills are. But I think him and maybe Brian Danielson could kill it. I mean, I think he can have a good match with anyone. I kind of see him and Dante go at it. I'm pretty sure they face on Dark. Or no, he fought uh, Garcia maybe? I don't remember. Um, But I think there's a lot of people on that roster that he can absolutely just kill it with. Moxley being another. um, Definitely the Seidel's maybe. Um, I don't see him being a champion anytime soon. Um maybe like a year from now we can hop into that conversation about lee being a champion but following Britt baker and chris statlander we had the chris jericho versus mjf match uh it was if mjf wins chris jericho retires from aew in-ring competition and can never wrestle in aew again um the really good match as usual as they've had the past three times that they fought over the course of the two years that they've been fighting mjf gets the win aubrey did not see jericho's foot on the rope bryce remsburg i believe came down and said no jericho's foot was on the rope they restart the match judas effect jericho wins and i could not have asked for this match to go any better than it did i mean this match went perfectly i was very worried about mjf taking the judas effect and just eating a clean pin but i'm really happy with this way that both men technically won mjf is still just as over as as if that match just never even happened Uh, and we're yet to hear from jericho yet so we don't know what he's gonna be doing next um but i could not have asked for that match to go any better than it did uh jericho and mjf killed it and um I couldn't have asked it for any better. I'm happy that they did it the way they did it with MJF getting the fall because then technically Jarek would screw him and then boom, both men technically go over. Following that, we had the return of CM Punk as he took on Darby Allen. And man, a lot of people are hating on this match, but I thought this was like really good. I really enjoyed every second of this match as I typically do with a Punk match. I know I skipped the Casino Battle Royal. We'll get to that in just a second. I want to keep all the 
surprises altogether, if you know what I mean. Um, Punk and Darby killed it. Um, the finish was really good. Uh, the coffin drop blocked was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Darby goes to the top. He's looking for a coffin drop. Punk moves, just literally sits up like the Undertaker while Darby hits the mat. Um, really, like he really was just throwing a shot at everyone who's taken the coffin drop and tried to like roll out or something. It was really funny. Um, Punk ended up hitting the GTS on Darby Allen to get the win. And I'm excited to see what he's doing next. It looks like he's going to tell something with uh, Team Taz for maybe Grand Slam. Um, but again, we'll get into that for the Dynamite Review episode just a little bit later on. Um, we then had the Casino Battle Royal, which took place a little bit beforehand. Uh, a lot of things. I, I, did, I love this match. I think this match was really well done, really well put together. And I thought it was really good. Um, only little bits of things that I would change about this match. I mean, Ruby Soho was the Joker. I wouldn't change anything about that. She was an amazing Joker, and she deserved to win. Um, only thing that I would change is people like Hikaru Shida, Jade Cargill, and people who have established names getting eliminated so early. People like Allie, or the Bunny, Penelope Ford, Anna J, Ty Conti, those are the people that should be thrown out early, like early on into their runs. Sheeta should not be thrown out. I don't remember. I think Riho's in it. Riho should not have been thrown out that early. It should have come down to Thunder Rosa, Ruby Soho, um, Riho, Nyla Rose, Jade Cargill, Hikaru Shida. Those six. That's six people right there. And I don't, I don't really know. I think the heel face factor would work almost, right? Yeah, heel face factor would work there. So kind of them just have them go at it, and then that's when it's free-for-all who can get eliminated. I think Sheeta should have been one of the last people to get eliminated since she was just women's champion and her getting thrown out so early in the Battle Royal. Just, I don't know, it just wasn't it for me. Um, but other than that, the rest of this match was just phenomenal, a great match. And in the end, it came down to something that is now on my dream match list, which is Ruby Soho versus thunder rosa and when i saw that picture I was like okay i need this match they killed the end of this match they killed the end of it but in the end it was a riot kick or a runaway kick i don't really know what she's calling it now but ruby soho ended up picking up the win following that we had your main event of the evening which was Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Championship. And as per usual, these guys killed it. I mean, I thought their Rampage match was really good. This was even better. I mean, it was just complete chaos. And uh, it was it was really, really good. I just realized I missed the tag team Steel Cage. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, I completely forgot about that. Um, Omega and Christian killed it. Um, we'll get to what happened after the match in just a minute once i come back from this uh young bucks versus lucha brothers for the tag team titles in a steel cage these two teams put on the best steel cage match of all time and in a lot of people's opinion the best tag team match of the year and i have to agree these two completely killed it um which kind of sucks because it happened before punk and darby so punk and darby was kind of slept on due to everything that happened before and after the match um but, you know, I mean, people are going to remember Punk who want to remember Punk. And a lot of those people are going to be in the crowd or just just complete uh, Punk fans are really going to remember that. But everyone else is going to remember Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers in a steel cage match. 
Um, back to Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. Oh, I forgot to mention, Lucha Brothers won the match. Are your new tag team champions? Super excited about that. I love the Lucha Brothers. I'm so happy they're tag team champions. Uh, I think the Young Bucks had a really good reign. I don't think they could have chose anyone else, maybe Proud and Powerful, to take the titles off of them. Kenny Omega and Christian Cage killed it, as I said earlier. They went at it, and uh, they um, they killed it. They blew it out of the waters. Uh, table got involved. I, I don't I don't know if the injury sold by Christian was a kayfabe, if he was just selling it, or if that was a real injury. Uh, if I have not checked to see if that was uh, confirmed or not. Um, oh, thank you, Hoodlum, for reminding me. I completely forgot about this match. Paul White versus QT Marshall also took place before the AEW World Title match. It was the co-main event of the evening, and I think it was perfect. Um, at first, before the match even started between these two, I thought, you know, okay, this is going, this is really dumb that it's this late into the show. But knowing what happens after Omega and Christian, this match is really good because they're hot off of Punk and Darby, the tag team steel cage, the Casino Battle Royal, Jericho and MJF, Moxley and Kojima with Suzuki, Miro and Kingston. The crowd is almost like they need a break. So co-main event, Paul White versus QT Marshall. I think it was like a six-minute match. Paul White ends up winning. Crowd got their break. You know, they didn't have to cheer too much. They didn't have to boo too much. They pick up the win, um, which was a great way to lead into the main event with Omega and Cage uh, with them killing it. And then following the match, Omega says that no one can take the title off of him. They're either not here, already retired, or they are dead. When the lights go out, and the best theme song in AEW, in my opinion, hits, and Adam Cole makes his AEW debut. One of the everyone thought it was Brian Danielson. One of the biggest shockers in of the night was Adam Cole showing up. Um. He gets into the ring, and no one noticed this, but he comes out the heel tunnel as well. Uh, not a lot of people even caught that because they were ca so caught off guard, but rewatching it, he did come out of the heel tunnel, so his heel turn was pretty obvious it was coming. He goes to the ring, and he acts like he's about to fight the Elite when he super kicks Jungle Boy and then hugs the Young Bucks, and uh, the Young Bucks kiss him on the cheeks like the old days uh, when Adam Cole says it's official, the Elite is the best thing in professional wrestling and then he brings out a line out of Vince McMahon's theme song says ain't no chance in hell anyone is stopping us Kenny Omega grabs it and says that's what I call a happy ending he goes to do his goodbye a good night bang he says good night smooch and then all of a sudden a remix of Flight of the Valkyries hit and Brian Danielson also shows up they gave us a two for one special tonight it all out with these two killing it I mean this was like Oh, so much happening in one second. Danielson comes down to a huge pop. Uh, he gets Christian and Jurassic Express up. They go in and fight the Elite. And uh, that's how we end the show with uh, Adam Cole and the Elite on the stage. And, uh, and Brian Danielson and Jurassic Express and Christian Cage in the ring with their hands raised. And uh, I got to agree with Twitter here. This was probably the greatest pay-per-view of all time. I can't think I honestly can't think of anything that could top this. I mean all out was just phenomenal in every way shape or form and uh, if you have not already watched it, I do recommend you go and check it out. 
Um, but that's going to do it for me here today in the Call of Elite studio. Again, if you have not already, make sure you go check out solo.to slash Call of Elite. If you're on a podcast platform, come over to YouTube and watch it live. Hop into the Discord, ask some questions live on air, or ask them call-in questions, whatever you feel like doing. And also, uh, go ahead and do that. Solo.to, make sure you follow us on all social media at Call of Elite. You can follow me personally at BreezyN on all platforms, including my my universe mode, which takes place at twitch.tv slash BreezyN every Tuesday. Um, and with that being said, thank you for listening to the show. Join the call.